0: and welcome back to the 2018 Laps Gamer Radio Game of the Year extravaganza, or at least the best games we played this year. Uh, in the last episode, we ran through five through three of our top games. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be doing our honourable mentions, our biggest disappointments and then our top two games that we played this year. Uh, I'm joined once again by Andy and Chazzy and Nick. Hello. Hello and Adam is still stuck in near-earth orbit and is sending us regular transmissions. Speaking of which, here's Adam with his honourable mentions and his biggest disappointments.
1: Day 27, still in space. Very grumpy at this point. Keep hearing whistling sounds don't know who it is perhaps I'm truly gone insane in the meantime I will tell you my most disappointing games and then my honourable mentions by far my most disappointing game was Below I had played it at an Xbox media event years ago super excited about it didn't get anything out of it hated it will probably never finish it that's by far the worst thing now let's be positive and talk about honorable mentions hellblades Senior sacrifice was fun definitely portrayed mental health in an interesting way um obviously not a game from this year but did come out on xbox this year monster hunter world didn't quite make my top 10 the most accessible monster hunter game to date and as a result more enjoyable for me to play uh, dinner date was a super cool game based all around one evening around a guy waiting for a date that never showed up and his growing insecurities around that uh, observer had rutger hauer of blade run of fame he kind of played a detective who could like splice himself into people's brains and stuff super cool game um, and my last one I'll mention is going to be Don't Stop Sneaking. A kind of simplified Metal Gear side send up. Really fun, top down. Um, looks like Metal Gear Solid, I guess. Has a cool base building mechanic. And that's it. Now, enjoy the rest of everyone else's top tens. And hopefully, I'll be back off this um, space station by 2019.
0: Well, that's quite a list. Uh Hellblade Senior Sacrifice, I haven't played. It's just gone up on uh, Game Pass, so yeah, the time game but comes but out.
2: I also I'm, am terrified to play it at the same time.
0: Yes, yeah, I've got high hopes yeah. like, given that the the um the pedigree and the history of that studio, uh I don't want to be disappointed. I met mm. a guy who worked on it um about two months ago at a at uh-huh.
2: a toddler's birthday party. So that was fun. Oh.
0: You bump into, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. Monster Hunter World deserves to be in your top 10 and not on your honorable mention on your honorable mentions list, Adam. So I'm disappointed there. Sort it out. And below, uh, I've played a little bit of that. Uh, I think expectations were incredibly high considering that Cappy had been working on it for five years or something. It got announced very early in the Xbox One's life cycle, it's only just come out, and uh, people are still trying to work out what it is there doesn't seem to be a huge amount to what the game is but i really dig the art style and the whole vibe about that game the way it looks the way it sounds the the loneliness of it all but i don't know if there's enough game there to support it yeah, this, this is a no game i've right got it. installed
2: on my hard drive right now and i'm gonna yeah. uh, uh, that's my other christmas game other than starlink so yeah i'm hopefully gonna go we can back have a and chat play over
0: after christmas yeah, I want to play some more of it because I I haven't touched it too much. But so far, it just seems like um, uh, there's not a lot there, but mm. there, there could there could well be. I just haven't uncovered it. Continuing on in alphabetical order, Andy, and what are, you are your honourable mentions and your biggest disappointments from this year?
3: Okay, honourable mentions: Never Alone, Fox Tales, which is the DLC for Never Alone. Um, we did a playlist episode on Never Alone. Um, more of the same. Different environment with um, you taking control of the Inuit character and along with your spirit animal guide, the fox. um, More set in water. Puzzles are excellent. More videos to unlock about the heritage of the people. Really good quality. Go out and buy it. It's been reasonably cheap now. Um, The other one was um, Vikings Wolves of Asgard. According to my PlayStation 4 video, um, I put 70-odd hours or 67 hours into this, surprisingly enough, this year when I I thought I had a little time for gaming. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's not Diablo 3 or in terms of that... um, caliber but it's a solid dungeon crawler dungeon crawler yeah yeah loot
0: loot fest dungeon crawler sort yeah of game it's it's from what I've seen it is very Diablo esque.
3: It is it is but it's more Norse based so you'd love it Mac. Um yeah. but it's it's mm. a solid one so I enjoyed it. Um probably played played it wrong that's why I played six or seven hours of it but um yeah well worth the time if you can pick it for cheap yeah. Um, despite months, and I'm pretty sure I've played this, this year, Far Cry Primal it's oh. uh, it's set in an absolutely unique um, time period and the theme was unique, there's not many games set in prehistory, in terms of yeah. first person allowing you to go explore the caveman um, environment with sabertooths, tigers mammoths and all sorts of other weird types of mammals, and after about four hours, I just switched it off and never put it back in. I'm going to get rid of it. it. It was such a disappointment. It was so boring. It was so turgid. It's slow, it was, isn't it? Yeah, really slow. I thought the we have taken a very, it's, you know, like it's difficult to say they've taken lazy, but it just seems to be put a lot of budget in. They haven't put a lot of uh, art design into it, so they never. Cre- what I understand, it never goes beyond the saber tooth tigers. The pigs look like modern pigs, which were modern pigs at the time. At that time, but it was just nothing exotic about the world that you feel that it should have been. Um, that was it's, just a a, it's a bit like
2: um, Majora's Mask in that it's yeah. uh, an asset flip of certain assets from Far Cry uh, yeah. Four. Four.
4: Yeah. yeah it's and, the same uh, map i believe isn't it they've just yeah, changed the a little map. bit little yeah, bits it. of it but it's kind of it's one of those that it really should have been it's a mod isn't it it's not it's not a full game yeah
0: it's exactly the same as their upcoming one it's the like New far Dawn. cry far cry neon colored baby's first mad max is like on the same map as far cry well, it's five on part of the
2: map i believe i think it's, yeah, it's very it's much like blood like, dragon where it's a part you know, and it's I, a smaller, get, more I get that it's story. a
0: continuation of the shitty ending at the end of Far Cry 5, but, yeah. like, ugh, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just lazy. Yeah, but if, it, yeah.
3: But, but if it is a mod, charge, like, a discount price, but we are paying full price. We, you know, it's like a yeah, 40, 40 quid game. It's just like... Uh, but because th- this should have been a proper game and you should have put a lot more effort into it. It could have been something unique in the Far Cry universe, but oh mm. ah, well. Um, the other one was Game of Thrones, the Telltale game, the six part six episode um season one. Um mm. I just thought it was very dull. Um I just thought the just put,
0: monotonously depressing.
3: No. Yeah, but we put the characters in peril when we really Game of Thrones does put characters in peril. It doesn't always deliver on that peril. Um no, consistently. That's the
0: thing. It's like it, it's whoever wrote this this Game of Thrones story fundamentally misunderstands what makes Game of yeah. Thrones good. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Just bad. Just yeah, bad,
3: it's bad And the art style doesn't and the engine didn't suit Game of Thrones of the style they took over this mm. game. So that was a disappointment. And the final was um Gears of War Four just dull. After I enjoyed, Gears of War more. Well, I just I, yeah. I enjoyed the first three. You know, Epic Tales and you're not expecting an Emmy class story. But when you
0: come to like the fifth game in that series and it's still the same thing, it starts yeah. to get a little bit boring. It's weird because
2: I played through that game and until um Andy had just said Gears of War Four, I'd forgotten it existed and that I'd played it. <laughs> um but now thinking back on it um there there's a nucleus of a really good game there, a really interesting game there, the whole kind of Marcus as an old man, yeah and being a grumpy old geezer and and that kind of thing and and the kind of you know the the new scooby doo gang being put together there there's something in there, but it just doesn't execute no. very well it it does feel yeah. like they're going from set piece to set piece without any real kind of care or attention like it's i, I did find myself really caring about marcus though Ugh.
0: like i had a really weird like well, nostalgia DiMaggio, you know everybody loves marcus phoenix yeah but yeah. I, I,
2: like I, I didn't realize that i cared that much about marcus phoenix but i actually do i actually want to see how he develops as a character which yeah. really threw me but um there's another one coming out isn't there soon Yes. Five. the yes. so female. it will be interesting to
0: see if they actually yeah. flesh it out a bit more. I don't think so. I think it's going to concentrate on the uh, I can't remember the name the female character. Who yeah, has a big reveal at the end of that game. Right. It, well, I yeah, I didn't yeah, get it's... that far with it, but uh, yeah. yeah, no,
2: I enjoyed it, but I can see why you'd be disappointed with it.
3: Yeah, it's what I would say. I just felt they put because we put robots in as well. I just felt a lot of these levels were just, were just. Barriers, you just have to go through. Oh, come on, kill another 10 people, yeah. another 10 people, another 10 people. There didn't seem to be a flaw to it, right? Unlike the first three, which were designed by Epic and developed by Epic, it just seemed to be more of a, a better flow. better studio. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one just seemed to be, right, what works with the first one? Oh, just loads of people just fighting and recover shooter elements into it. And it was just like, oh, let's just focus on the cover super shooter elements. And it was just like, oh. I mean, I think the last level, the end of level boss. It was a bit of a different way to kill him and stuff, but apart from that, like I said, it's just very unmemorable. Bit of a relic mm-hmm. of a bygone era.
0: Yeah. Jazzy, what are your honourable mentions and disappointments? My
2: honourable mentions: the, the the two words that keep popping up in my life. Um, into the breach.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Into the breach. My my love of <laughs> strategy games. Can, continues, my, my attempts at being good at strategy games continue um, but this, because this was so honed down to tiny tiny little maps with yep. very very specific rule sets um, uh, I loved it because because of that because it, it's so streamlined mm-hmm. uh, as a strategy game and um, I'm a big fan, I was a big fan of FTL loved that game but got oh, overwhelmed quite said. a lot in that game mm. yeah. um, because it that's I played it on the PC so it was more about sort of pace and moving the cursor and doing things quickly
4: mm-hmm.
2: a bit more bit like Overcooked in, in some regards but with Into the Breach like everything you can you can consider everything and you are you never feel rushed and you never feel pressured Um, and it's it's like a game of it's like a really intelligent game of chess if you can have an even more intelligent game of chess that seems yeah, I mean, I,
4: this this is also on my honorable mentions list. It's it's a great game, little game uh, that's it, once you learn the rule sets and what's mm. going to happen, you can map things out in your head, and that's it's it. you know what's going to happen a few moves ahead. Where it's it, like you say, it's chess. You you've got yeah. different pieces that can move different things and shoot different things, and once you know how everything moves on the board and what it can do, you can piece that together in your head and see how it's going to play out. Yeah and it, it's, it. it's, it's 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 also one of those games that's easy to pick up and difficult to master and yeah. it's just
2: I, the only thing I found with it was that the I found the difficulty levels the, the spike is ridiculous it is yeah and a lot of people have had to sort of turn down the difficulty from normal to easy just to get a real feel for the experience and that's what I ended up having to do I just, I just can't play it on normal because I'm not going to be able to invest that amount of time yeah in getting good at the game and it's cuz it's slightly roguelike and it's like you know when you die you get to keep one of your pilots and it's got to t- this whole sort of time mechanic in it so you go back in time every time you you fail and um you try again mm. um you know on another timeline and yeah that because i wasn't able to keep cuz i kept dying and i kept losing pilots and i wasn't really gaining any extra abilities i was just never getting any further than a a certain point and dropping it down uh, to easy suddenly the game opened up for me and I I felt more it felt more alive yeah so yeah like I said it's a brilliant game and if it clicks with you then it, that's it. Like, especially on like normal difficulty, like it, it is just one of those like perfect little games.
4: It is. It's, like I say, it's, it's, it's a proper like just one more go game as well. That's it's, it. It's yeah. so compulsive, and it's but, it's out on Switch now, I think as well. Yeah, like is, all yeah, good that's games. I it up on
2: in uh, in the end, and it's perfect for on the go as well. But like I say, it's just that that whole difficulty spike uh, situation is what kept it off my list in the end. Mm. And then. Uh, the other game on my list is On Rush.
0: Wee. a
2: game that I have championed and like I've, I've played with you we've made LGR play videos about it mm. I, I think it's a brilliant brilliant take or a, a new take on a, the driving genre that people just <laughs> what's the best way to put this it's a new take on the driving genre that needed to be made but fell flat on its face because it wasn't explained well enough in in-game the, in the marketing
0: did not yeah the marketing did not make clear what that game was yeah uh, and i think a combination a of, battle
2: royale car game yeah should make money hand over fist
0: and like yeah a combination of like the marketing not explaining what it is and also people maybe looking at what it actually wasn't thinking well this probably isn't going to work. When it totally does, yeah um, yeah it, it did not it did not do well. It was a victim
2: of a of a really vicious backlash
0: mm.
2: and um, yeah it's such a, such such a shame because the way that that game handles the the things that it's doing, the way the adrenaline rush that it you, you get off of it when you make and you know when you take someone out and carry on and you you're making chains of star uh, like you know chains of takedowns and stuff everything about it just feels incredible other than there's slight annoyances with the way that the collisions work and i've said it before to you mark like there are collisions you go into thinking oh well i've got this guy and then you're the guy who's wiped out not them And it doesn't
0: really explain itself very well. Well, if you watch the the crash cam, more often than not, you can see It's like you were moving in to take out somebody, and you thought you'd got them, and then one of their teammates was there and got you first.
2: Or you turn
0: into them to take out their
2: back wheel, but they just come across you. But because they're the car in the lead, they take priority. And there's just these little kind of...
0: Or they're a bigger car. That's it. And there's these little mechanical
2: situations that... If they'd have rounded the edges off on it a little bit more mm-hmm. or, you know, fudged it a little bit more, actually it would have made more of a satisfying game. Mm.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to the game yeah. that it's it takes a while to get used to. And I think a lot of people who jumped just on it early... weren't prepared to put the time in. Yeah, and they just dropped off. And so for a while, the player base was kind of dead. Uh, but then it got added to Game Pass on Xbox, and then PS Plus on on PlayStation, and now it's in a really healthy place. Uh, unfortunately, probably too late for there to be a That's sequel, it. as Codemasters laid off pretty much everyone who worked on the game.
2: But I've had so much fun just jumping yeah. in for an hour, crashing into a load of cars, <laughs> and then sort of just going, well, that was good fun!" And then turning it off, and you know, if there going was an, an award
0: for like best style. Uh, yeah. In the game, then this should absolutely win it because, like, everything about like the design—from the design of the cars to the the, the way that the matches and like uh, what happening is called out—it's not like announces; it's like these weird sound clips. To like the skins, um, the menus, the music, everything about it just oozes style. Like. Sort of Fortnite and Overwatch
2: with cars, yeah. And that should work. Yeah. It just should, but and it yeah. does to a degree, but I don't know, it, it's just not quite there. And I, like I've, always, I've said to you time and time again, there's a revision of this that they can make, that they can iterate on, mm-hmm. that is superb, and will be up there with the likes of Split Second and Blur and those kinds of games. And it, it I just don't think they're going to ever be able to get to make it. No. It's such a shame.
0: It's too late, unfortunately. But,
2: brilliant game, phenomenal game. It's a great game for someone who wants to just pick up something for an hour or half an hour and just have a bit of fun, not really take it too seriously, and then turn it off and go about your days. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah. So, and then, and then on to the disappointments, the other end, the less enthusiastic end, uh, and this is two games that basically have not respected my time. Um, uh, as a as a dad, as someone who you know wants to get in and get out, and you know I'll, I'll be able to sit down maybe for a couple of hours, but no more than that. But the two games that are my biggest disappointments are Uncharted Four, A Thief's end, and Red Dead Redemption. Um, I was expecting.
0: One I'll start or two. with.
2: I was expecting. Uh, yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two. Sorry, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, with Uncharted, I, f- I. Was really high up for it. I've loved Uncharted One and Uncharted Two, Three. I kind of dropped off on just because of you know where I was at the time and you know, other other new shinies came up, and I thought Four. Okay, it's the the wrap up of the story. Looks beautiful. Everyone says it's it's a, it's a great wrap up to the end of the you know the whole story. I want to see how it finishes, mm-hmm. and I put it in, and I was watching it more than I was playing it. And I was getting getting to the point where it was that was just grating on me. I was like, "Let me play the game. Let me get into. Let me play it. Let me play you. Let me ah, you know." And I just ah, oh, it just got so frustrating that I just had to put the game down in the end because it was just like, "I don't want to sit here and watch another cutscene or another bit of wisecracking. I want to do something, anything." Mm. Oh, so frustrating and so disappointing because I. I I want, I want to see the end of the story, and I and I know how much fun I had with you first know, two you games. You
0: absolutely should, you absolutely should, like, um, just just to see it out. Like, I I, I'm the complete opposite when it comes to that game. Like, I thought by, at that point, like the gameplay was the bit that was starting to get a little bit tired and boring for me. Mm. Like, it was the same. The same sort of stuff that had been doing for three uncharted games up to that point and it didn't change that much in uncharted 4 what yeah. did change was the um it w- was uh, the detail and the level of storytelling and the maturity of the storytelling was something that it hadn't seen in the Uncharted games before. It's like, you know how like the 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 quality of their uh, narrative took like a massive jump with The Last of Us. Mm. Well, this was the first Uncharted game after The Last of Us, it took a lot of cues from that. And it was, you know, it's, it's a very different story, but it was a very grown up story. Yeah. Um, and I felt like it made Nathan Drake have. Three dimensional character instead of just a wisecracking Indiana Jones knockoff, and like I loved the story, and I wanted more of that, and probably less of the terrible shooting and <laughs> the climbing the fifty thousandth wall in a you know jungle temple yeah. sort of thing. Um, I you you should see out the story just to yeah. see where it goes because there is some stuff about certain characters in there that doesn't get revealed until later on in the story and it's kind of powerful right okay I, I,
2: it's one of those ones i do like i say i do want to see the end of the story i do want to see how it all wraps up but
0: yeah
2: it's gonna be a slog and i'm gonna to have to sort of you know pull up my socks and just grin and bear it i think yeah uh, and then obviously Red Dead redemption we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago and I still don't feel any different about it. I think it's a wonderful technical achievement. I think it's a wonderful um, bunch of systems, but it's just so hostile. I don't like the characters. I don't like Arthur Morgan. I don't like any of the people here hangs around with. I don't want to run into a town and punch everyone. You know, and and cause a ruckus. You know, like I, I'm the kind of person who walks into town, and goes, "Oh, this is a lovely town. Let's go and do a bit <laughs> of shopping." And this, I don't, I don't want to raise hell and be a be an anarchist. And that's what the game wants me to do. It wants mm-hmm. me to be crazy and bonkers and like start fights and all this kind of stuff. And it just is so against everything that I want to do and be in that game. And I just don't connect with it on, on any level. And then on top of that, it wants me to travel miles and miles and miles out of my way just to get to a mission that then lasts for a couple of minutes to travel all the way back <sighs> across the map. Mm, yeah. And I was just like, Do you know, I haven't got time for this. I don't have time. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't have time for this. Like, get me there. Get me back. Be a bit more sort of... Um, be a bit more help, like um, helpful with to me, and like br- make things nearer, put things in places where I don't have to travel miles. Give me a, any kind of system where I can uh, quickly get from A to B. I know there's a fast travel system, but it's clunky and it's awkward, and there's just nothing about that game that is fun or interesting, or it's just, I, there's nothing about it clicks with me at all and i just don't like it mm-hmm. um at, like to the point where i'm i'm considering trading it in because I, I just don't like it in any way shape or form but, but you know and that's and it's disappointing because it's a big rock star game and it should but and mm-hmm. it has all these systems and this and just, it, that does nothing for me absolutely nothing for me
0: well yeah. um speaking of red dead Redemption 2 uh it's <laughs> not on my biggest disappointments but it didn't make my top 10 it's on my honorable mentions list um i uh, i actually i do like the character of arthur morgan um i think he's a better character than um john marston uh a more complicated character than, than john marston and depending on the way you play um a softer character i guess um And I liked a lot of the characters that you interact with around the camp. Like, I would spend quite a lot of time in the camp just chatting to the other characters. Uh, And I like where the story goes. I think that open world is visually stunning and a technical masterpiece. Uh, The sort of open world that only Rockstar can make. Something that's that, like, beautiful but also a, a, like a living, breathing, open world. But there's too many things that kind of got in the way of the fun. The actual act of shooting, um, Rockstar have... It's like, yeah, they've they, never they, done they, it well. They never get it right. They never get it right. Like every GTA that comes out and every... like It's just like... They have to put a lock-on system in because they can't get... They can't make a decent third-person shooter. Um, so... And the fact that it forces you to... Get into combat in so many places. Like, I don't want to because it doesn't feel good, no. um, <laughs> and all the systems that it puts in that at the beginning of the game I thought were real novelty and like built the uh, immersion that I was that I was feeling with that game. As the game got on, they actively started to get in the way of my fun. All right, they they got in the way of me enjoying that game, and the story towards the end, like. You reach a point where it feels it's reached a natural conclusion and then it carries on going for six to ten hours, depending on how quickly you get through it. It just carries on going. and It it kind of outstays its welcome in a way that I didn't expect it to. Uh, to the point where I haven't touched that game in weeks. Yes. I finished the main story. I played a little bit of GTA, a little bit of Red Dead Online. And then I haven't touched it because I'd rather play the things. We
2: spoke in last episode about me absolutely loving Spider-Man and wanting to go back to it because mm. I'm just enjoying being in that world, playing with those systems, the way it feels, and everything about it just made drew me back to it, and and I engage with it. Red Dead Redemption is the complete polar opposite to that. It's everything about it makes pushes me away. And makes me feel like I never want to come back here,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and and that's just wrong. For for I I, I can see that, mate, that we said before, it's making very you know deliberate design cho- choices to be slow and deliberate, and you know with its characterizations and stuff. But it just doesn't click with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And
2: it's such a shame.
0: Um, my other honorable mentions, though, uh, I'll just rattle through them. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Uh, it's on here because it is the best, I think, Call of Duty has played since the old days of modern warfare, in my opinion, at least. Uh, the addition of the blackout mode, the the, the Battle Royale, is, uh, first I rolled my eyes, but having played a bunch of it, it's probably the best Battle Royale game, the best failing Battle Royale game out there, because it takes... A, um, it, it builds this, this map out of a collection of old Black Ops maps and bundles them together into this big map. Um, it's like PUBG and Fortnite, but it's Call of Duty, so the shooting actually feels good. Yeah.
2: Um, it's like a more accessible version of both, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, like I went back and played some PUBG after playing a night of Blackout, and the shooting in that game feels awful. Like really bad in comparison because mm. uh, COD is just so tight. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's it, it's good to see that game back in a decent place. There's still stuff about it I don't like. I don't like the fact that there's a season pass still when most other companies have moved past that point. But there you go. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Amazing game. Uh, didn't make it into my top 10 because it's not a great shooter. Uh, especially considering that it comes from the same umbrella company as the people who made doom um i would hope that the shooting would feel better and it doesn't but it kind of makes up for it for the fact that some really like it's just there's just like a list like last year uh on uh, every year uh giant bomb do like when they do their game of the deliberations they do a bunch of different categories they have a section called um My best moment best moment yeah last year they had to have a separate spin-off moment which was best moment in wolfenstein 2 the new colossus <laughs> yes. because so much crazy shit happens in yeah. that game like up to and including uh, uh being undercover as an actor auditioning for a role on uh, on a secret base on venus uh, for a film directed by hitler and like <laughs> like, just so much mental stuff happens in that it, game like it's it's ridiculous like if you've ever if you, seen
2: the guys being interviewed you know exactly how insane yeah. that game can go and it's and then crazy they're, they're like, just bonkers and they're brilliant and it's, yeah uh, it's just such a breath of fresh air as well
0: yeah like, i love i love what machine games have done with this franchise like wolfenstein was kind of dying and like well, the same was this new this new iteration of id managed to bring Doom back Damn, from yes. the dead. They uh, Machine games have brought Wolfenstein back from the dead and it's not a particularly tight shooter in comparison to something like Doom, but you can run around with an automatic shotgun in either hand, killing Nazis for hours on end and it's great fun. Uh, and it goes some really... Really dumb, really hilarious places, and I cannot wait for the next one. Donut County is a game I played very recently. It's like an inverse Katamari uh, where you are a raccoon who works for a mail order uh, a donut company. But when people order donuts, you deliver a hole in the ground which swallows things up and then becomes bigger. Um, and until you end up swallowing up the entire town and it's just bonkers and like it's very very rare that a game will make me literally laugh out loud and that game did repeatedly um it's great and it's you know it's available on pretty much every platform now uh, i played it on my phone but you can play it on various consoles i think it's even co- it's coming to switch nick oh so good then, <laughs> you can check oh. it out on that it's actually on um, my
4: uh, playstation wish list so i'll be picking that up on uh, the sale
0: it's really really good uh when you uh if you do get around to playing it, make sure at each of a at the end of each level you check out the entries on the trashopedia for the things that you picked up because that's where some of the best writing of the game is it's just yeah it's a brilliant little game two yeah two two more uh, just qu- quickly run through um the last guardian is an incredible touching heart wrenching journey uh that doesn't quite make it onto my top ten because the technical issues and the control issues in that game just get in the way of it being as good as it should be. Like it's it handles and controls like a game that started out its life two generations ago.
4: Funny you should mention that it did. It did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Uh, so like it's it's got some it's got some serious technical issues in terms of the controls and things like that. But uh, it's a game that has to be experienced because like it's just like uh eco and uh shadow of the colossus it's kind of out there on its own uh and it yeah it needs to be experienced um and the other game uh, is a very very late edition uh, mutant year zero which uh i've only been playing for about uh i've only had available for about a week it's been added onto uh game pass yet again so i checked it out it's a really really interesting take on the XCOM style game. Um, But instead of, like, self-contained levels where everything is done turn-based, like, you're out and about in these open worlds exploring, uh, and then when you spot the enemies, it doesn't go into turn-based combat until you initiate combat or they spot you and initiate combat. So you can stealth your way around, like, scope out the enemy, take out any stragglers that are out on patrol, and then go into the XCOM-style combat sort of thing. Um, And it's got a really wacky style and... um, sense of humour that's very very different from the like po-faced XCOM sort of thing that you usually get. Uh, it's based on a tabletop game, that's supposed to be very good as well um, but I haven't played enough of it to to, to really get a full judgement of it but the early impression of it was so good that I, need, I felt I need to put it on my uh, honourable mentions. Um, as for my biggest disappointments um, there's only two uh, Destiny 2 uh, the Curse of Osiris and Destiny 2 Warmind. Um, the two first expansions that came out for Destiny 2 early this year. So, um, Warmind wasn't too bad in terms of what it did with its gameplay, uh, especially with the endgame stuff, but it was it kind of made it made light of two of the most in, two two incredibly important characters in the Destiny lore, in Anna Bray and um, Rasputin the warmind uh in that the like their storyline was a bit meh a bit nothing um and also um I can't remember his name the big worm that you fight at the end of that that story um who's an incredibly important character in the destiny lore turns up for one mission and uh, you can kill him in about 5 minutes and he's supposed to be a god in this game, um, <laughs> but Curse of Osiris was just one of the laziest pieces of DLC I've ever come across in, in anything, let alone Destiny. Um, the Infinite Forest is just a the same environment with the walls and floors moved around a little bit and the enemies randomised.
2: Uh, Imagine playing Destiny in that Jamiroquai box yes, from um,
0: essentially. That Basically mu- that, mu- music but, like, video. but they they change the color of the walls a bit, um, and uh, yeah, you get you go through the same area over and over again. Like Osiris, the main character in this in this campaign, is incredibly important in the Destiny lore, and he turns up for a cutscene at the beginning, and then talks a few times to you over the radio, and it turns up for a cutscene at the end, and then that's it. And I felt <laughs> so annoyed by that um <laughs> that i ended up writing a very lengthy article on lapsgamer.com about how destiny was dead <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah those are my biggest disappointments
4: so Nick. yeah so uh off the back of that honorable mentions uh, destiny 2 <laughs> um, obviously yeah i mean i talked about this a few, i talked about this a couple of episodes ago essentially um i i fell out with destiny 2 when i played everything and then i've come back to it in the last couple of months and i've i didn't mind the curse of osiris and warmind i i can understand the story was very disappointing and Mm lackluster but from the actual gameplay point of view i thought it it was more of destiny which is always quite good but from what i've played of forsaken so far i can that's just a whole other level of brilliant uh and i can't wait to get into the black armory and stuff as well so i'll definitely be um playing a lot of that over christmas mm-hmm. um I already talked about into the breach uh with chazzy that's that's also on uh, my honorable mentions list uh hitman the 2016 reboot mm-hmm. um it's, it's such,
0: like
4: such a brilliant game it's it, it takes it's high it's not stealth it's hiding in plain sight mm-hmm. and it, it's what I love about it is it's Groundhog Day. Every every time you go back, you learn something new about the same, the routine. You learn another person's uh, route or timeline. It's just incredible. It's great in how predictive it is and also how you can mess with the sandbox. It's, honestly, I could spend hours just playing around and tinkering in it. <laughs> Uh, Diablo 3 on Switch, because I had to have a Switch game in there, apparently. (laughs) Uh, And finally, Far Cry 5, which... um, The story wasn't great, let's face it. They never are. They never never are. Um, There were moments where it it kind of took you out of the game because it was trying to shove the story down your throat. I didn't really appreciate flying a helicopter one minute and then suddenly... My vision went all blurry, and I was in a dream world. Um, but overall, if you get to the end and ignore the story, it was a very good experience. Just from blowing stuff up, essentially, which is what can, all Far Cry's are about, isn't it? I can <laughs>
2: recommend playing through that game in co-op. All right, it it does make it a lot more, lot more bearable. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's a great game. It's a great game. If it, the thing is, is they've nailed the shooting in that game and the, the vehicles and like it's one of the only games that you can actually jump in a helicopter and actually feel like you're piloting it without having to take a deg- degree to kind of get from A to B.
4: Yeah, it it's it's very easy just to uh pick up and fly essentially. Yeah. Although I did I did find that once you discovered once I discovered that you can just call a helicopter in from anywhere for free, it was pretty game-breaking because then I could yeah. just do it with all the rockets and go in and shoot everything and <laughs> Yeah, I, I ploughed through two-thirds of the campaign, I want to say, in an afternoon just doing that. So, um, yeah, pretty game-breaking. Yeah. Um, on to disappointments. This one's going to mm. be controversial with some people.
2: I'm uh, I literally vibrating. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but I, I'm trying to hold it in. So, my biggest disappointment of 2018... Was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild? Heretic. Boom! Drops. I'm a big can leave. Zelda fan. I am a massive Zelda fan. I have loved all the games. Pretty yeah, ev- all the games since leg- uh, since the first one. Essentially, one of the first games I remember playing was uh, Link to the Past. Um, obviously Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, I've loved everything, even the DS games, Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass thought they were great games, so I was really looking forward to getting my Switch and getting into Zelda, and I did for a certain period of time, about (laughs) 10 hours I want to say, about, and then... It just gave it gives no direction whatsoever of what to do or where to go, and
0: it tells you exactly where you go to. You go to kill Ganon. yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> it, it it puts three dots on the map <laughs> yeah. somewhere, and it says go and kill these three people, and then that, eventually that's, go that's, and kill Ganon. That's
0: completely optional. You don't have to do that. You can go straight to Gannon if you want.
4: Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, and that, apart from that, you've just got to go around and collect shrines, and I. Uh, it, some direction of where to go and what to do, just my attention span is not there apparently anymore. And I just got bored and couldn't uh, travel from point A to point B fast enough to keep for something interesting to happen, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And I just found <laughs> that whenever I would make time to sit down and play it, I'd get bored travelling to somewhere where I thought I could do something and then just switch it off and play Fortnite instead. <laughs> so uh kids these days. Yeah,
2: that 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 game is an absolute masterclass in like how it for me anyway in how it is it's very much the reverse of what you're saying actually in in that I never felt that I was more than a couple of you know minutes away from stumbling over an encampment or seeing and uh, seeing something that was interesting that i wanted to go towards that would then lead me to another mission or a side mission or an interesting village or something to explore some mm.
0: secrets that's
2: it yeah, yeah. and I, I i know what you're saying about I, I just wanted to someone to say right go here and do this this is the main story path but the the thing that makes that game great is the fact that it just totally releases the shackles of the the what you expect from a Zelda game. Yeah, and and the formulaic nature of it. I think that's a problem
4: because I love the old school's Elders so much, yeah. and I love. Let's face it. I'm I like open world games, but I also like them when they have missions. And do you know like Witcher, gotcha. The Witcher? There's very much. These are side missions. You can do them if you want, and here's the main missions. Yeah. The same with like the division and destiny. You've always got somewhere you need to go to do something to get a reward. Yeah. Whereas there just wasn't any of it. Was all self gratification, and I just I've not got the attention span for that at, at the moment. So.
2: Yeah. No, it's definitely a definitely a game that you need to be in the mood for but um yeah but it's just it's just every that's just one s- aspect of that game mm. the whole kind of uh just the the puzzle the puzzle uh temples and the the bosses that are puzzles and like you say just being able to walk straight up to the boss from the pretty much from, as soon as you're released out in off, off of the plateau and just so many things that you just would not expect from this game, this this genre, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, this franchise. And yeah, it's just it just blew the it just this game blows the doors off what a Zelda game can be, and I love it and I adore it and it's just made. There's so many brilliant choices.
0: Some might say it's, just, it's the best game ever made. It, it is one. Of, <laughs> it is
2: one of the best.
0: Yeah, it is. It's the best Zelda game that's ever
2: been made because it's it it, it challenges its its own it challenges itself, mm. and it you know exceeds what a Zelda game should but again, be. And that's like, why I it, love it. It's tonight. not
0: for everyone. I know plenty of people who bounced off, and of no. people who didn't didn't jive with the fact that the weapons degrade. Like um, mm. people who yeah didn't like the sort of. I don't want to say directionlessness of it, but the lack of hand or or lack of yeah. part of of like pointing out a critical path or anything like that. It didn't jive with everyone. I mean, those people are wrong, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like,
2: like I am I am an unabashed total fanboy of that game, and like from the moment I I played it at the the, the launch event to the day I got it home to the you know it's it's just phenomenal and like so like I, i'm i a massive like uh, zelda fan like i've um like wind waker is was my best favorite game of all time mm. and this just blew that out of the water as soon as i started playing it i was just like no this this is it this is the one and um yeah i just yeah. I I completely understand like you're just not feeling it and it's very much like what I was saying about Red Dead like if I'm not feeling it I'm not feeling it yeah it's one of those ones where you want to go I I wish you'd love it too (laughs) please come come and join our cult we will accept you with open arms
0: okay let's move into our final two then so uh, first of all here's another dispatch from Adam My number two
1: is a game I fully expected to love, um, and I did. It's Hitman 2. My game of the year in 2016 was Hitman. This is basically just a continuation of it. I fully expect if um, IO hadn't left Square Enix, that we would be seeing uh, this game just as an expansion of the first one, and it would have carried on without any additional. It would have just been a pay it, and it's all in there. You get all the. If you own the first game, you're all there with it to unlock. It's superb. It is. Um, they added a bunch of new stuff. There's a new way of hiding in crowds, so you kind of aware when you're hiding. There's new briefcase mechanics. There's. Uh, so you can like sneak in sniper rifles level. The levels are excellent. If ever, anyone remembers back to when we did our Hitman special with the guys from Codec Moments, uh, we talked about how cool a racetrack level would be. It's in there. There's a cool um, like South American level. It's a really good game. I've still got to delve deeper in, like unlock. Like beat every level to its fullest extent, and I can't wait to do that. Um, it's definitely a fun game to play over Christmas. You set yourself a little challenges and try and crack on with them, and kill as many people as you can of Agent 47. Good story as well. A little bit of a disappointing. That the story is told through miniature, uh, like still frame vignettes, vignettes, whatever the hell that word is. Been in space too long. I've forgotten. Definitely try out Hitman 2.
0: Hitman 2, um, well, Hitman was, the first Hitman was both mine and Adam's Game of the Year in, was it 2016 when it came out? Yeah. Bloody hell, time fly when, you, when, you, when yeah, you're having fun. Um, yeah, I, I really, really want to play this one. Uh, I think I've already missed out on the Sean Bean elusive target, which is a shame. Uh, I watched plenty of footage of people <laughs> playing it. But um, if it's just more of, hitman then that's great um from what i saw it hasn't sold particularly well uh which is a bit of a shame um uh, because i were out there doing this on their own now uh, they've been am i rightly thinking
2: that they've kind of rolled the maps from the first hitman into this if one as you well?
0: own hitman 2016 then they are incorporated into the new hitman so you can play them with the new mechanics and whatnot um i oh gotcha so Uh, and it got given away on game pass recently and that means that if so i played through hitman 2016 on ps4 Mm. if i was still able to get hitman 2 on xbox i would still get that stuff because I wrote it on game pass and whatnot so that's great okay yeah i will get it i will absolutely get it because that first one is just so good um like like you were saying nick it's just sort of like a like the whole it it does stealth in a way that no no other game does in that with the whole hiding in plain sight thing because the actual stealth elements like crouching and hiding behind stuff it doesn't do that very well but that's not what that game is about um, it's about uh, hiding in plain sight and coming up with the the the, the 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 new and more ridiculous ways to kill your targets with exploding rubber ducks or throwing a fire axe at them or shooting their plane down with a cannon or, like, you know, whatever it may be. Like, um... Yeah, I really want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Andy, what's your number two? All right, my number two is Spec Ops The Line. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail on it because it's going to be a future playlist episode. But what I will say is um, this... The game itself is the has a long heritage. I think it dates back to the PS One. This one came out on the PS3, the Xbox 360, and uh, I think it's available on PC. And it's short; it's about six hours long. Um, it's set sort of like in a future where I believe it's if I right; it's Dubai um, mm. has been covered by a massive sandstorm. What the story is unbelievable in terms of how good it is and how it sort of deals with it plays with your mental... expectations as well. well it's it a, one at the same
0: time, from what I understand, a retelling of Heart of Heart of Darkness, just like um, Apocalypse Now was. Uh, yeah, but it also is a commentary on that sort of video game as well.
3: Yeah. From what I understand. How it, it's how a deal with mental illness and it does play the expectations and PTSD and everything that comes with it. And it is unbelievable in that sense. Um, and the game's not long and certain things you do, you think it's it it's virtual reality with it. And it deals... It is just really a really good game that we just went... Under the radar when it came out, yeah, it's a really It did get talked line.
0: about a lot, but um, only amongst like you know, like specialist games yeah. press and enthusiasts yeah. and stuff. Like it wasn't like a big seller or anything. But uh,
3: no, I mean, um, I'm not saying mechanically it's the best, you know, in terms of shooting and stuff. And you do have to do a fair bit of that, but just to play along for the storyline for anything. Yeah. The shooting it's, is not what it's about, it's from what funny. I understand. No, it's, it's about no,
0: it's about telling a interesting story and or like I said, like making a a commentary on you know yeah. the modern military shooter as well.
3: Yeah, it does. It's a really good commentary, and uh, you know, there's one bit where you there's people hanging from the bridge, and I'm not going to go into it, but. I've game.
0: I've already seen the white phosphorus stuff. Yeah, yeah. YouTube. I think I've, that's a lot of people have seen. That's kind of infamous.
3: Yeah, there's a
2: there's a, there's a lot of moments <laughs> in yeah. this game. Yeah, that, um, are well worth talking about.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to go into it. Like, say it's a future playlist episode. I've but got it, it yeah. installed on my
0: Xbox, ready to go. I just haven't played it yet.
3: Yeah, <laughs> my notes for already. I've, do you know what I've I, that that
2: that game? I have played the first level of that about six times. Like, always with the idea of, I'm going to play through it this time. That's it, I'm going to play through it. Yeah. And then I could get to that bit and I just can't. I'm like, I oh, can't. I can't. Right. Cool. I just, I, and then I go and play something else. And I've got to try and power through it because it is one of those games that I feel like I, I'm, I've I'm got to go from start to finish and, and, and experience that story and that narrative because it does feel like a bit of a like a lost gem.
3: Yeah. I mean, you could like say six hours. So you can play it through in one sitting, essentially. You know, two or three, but it's just one of those games that really just has to be experienced. And I'm not going to go into, like I said too much detail about it because it's just going to spoil it for people. That's it. Yeah, a few a future. That's my number two.
0: Cool. Uh, Chazzy. Uh, you number know two. A
2: game that uh, a game series that is dear to my mm-hmm. heart. Um, it is Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, I absolutely adore the dragon quest games um right i I, first game i actually played was uh dragon quest nine um i and that was more of a kind of it was a ds game and it was more uh jrpg and it was sort of top down and it was it, it introduced um like a class system but the story was what kept me coming back it was it was interesting enough, and it had multiplayer, like sort of a co-opy thing built in with these classes. But what kept me coming back was the story and how just quaint and upbeat and relentlessly happy. And it was blue skies, you know, like the Sega blue skies all the way, sort of thing. Uh, like the art style, and I just thought, oh, this is wonderful. This is just that you know you have those games that are just your sort of easy relaxing sunday afternoon game that you just sit down and play and it let waft over you and that's what dragon quest is mm-hmm. for me and then i went back like played played nine thought it was brilliant went back and then picked up 8 on the playstation 2 and started playing through that and going from the ds to the console was, was sort of a a big leap because you know you've got joystick controls and uh, 8 is more of a kind of a 3d like third person you know, a uh, you know open world esque game, and I adored that. and And the characterisation is lovely because it was all like the characters are all English and very English, and yeah, there's some like there's some wonderful performances in it and stuff. So then when I found out that like Dragon Quest Eleven was going to be coming out, I was, that that was it. I'm, I was made. I was I was going to pick it up regardless. And um, it really hasn't disappointed. The production values are fantastic. The characters are beautiful and vibrant um the story is actually real. like i wasn't expecting it to have much of a story at all i thought it was going to be very kind of you know chocolate boxy and very quaint and and whimsical and the, the, the story in this actually is very 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 gets very dark in yeah. places i don't know if you've um, uh, i know you've played um, dragon quest builders and it's takes is very similar to that you know you you, you you play it, and then all of a sudden you go, "Oh, actually, this is getting a bit more kind of uh, dark than I expected for a, a you know a bright, happy JRPG."
0: Like the the cutesy graphics and the design yeah. of the enemies and everything in that game kind of belies mm. a sort dark of dark heart. Like, yeah, yeah, but like it's it's uh, I guess it's kind of I don't know. It's weird. It's it's um. It has its roots in a lot of like Japanese folklore, mm. which is a kind of quite dark. Yeah. You know, like the same as like you know European fairy tales are. When you when you when you think back, yeah, you Hans at Christian like, Andersen is Hans, just yeah, yeah. And you look at like you look at Hansel and Gretel, like that shit's fucked up. They cooked her in an oven. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the, and and I, but the thing is, this game like
2: it's just one of those games where. Uh, it 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 could do no wrong for me from the start and um mm-hmm. it it probably won't be everyone's cup of tea and it people will say oh it's quite bore you know it's quite long and drawn out and boring but like i say the characterization of your party is wonderful um
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah I, I don't want to go into too much detail but there's like you know some of the characters it's
0: what i appreciate about it is it is an unabashedly classic oh, jRPG massively in like in a genre which is like doing everything it can to try and die like diversify and like change and like move away at, from turn-based you combat look at octopath like traveler they're trying to yeah. art style but they're trying to be like sort of gritty and moody
2: or you see personas yeah. trying to be ultra cool or you know everyone's got a everyone's got a hook
0: well, like, even Final Fantasy is just like a completely abandoned turn-based yeah, and combat it, and everything. and all that.
2: It. And this is just... No, we are going for traditional, 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 Yeah, easy, you know, kind of
0: turn-based, like, right? you, you'll go, then you'll go, and you'll go. This is the same Dragon Quest that you yeah. played when you were a kid. It just looks nicer. And it's exactly what I've
2: wanted. That kind yeah. of... I don't have to engage my brain too much, but there's a nice story... It, there's there's a bit of difficulty to it. Then you know there's lots of twists and turns, and I just, it's beautiful. It's just that game where I can sit down on a Sunday, put it on for an hour, and just let it waft over me, and just and it makes me feel happy. Even even in the dark moments, it's just like it just makes me feel like oh, just it's like a, getting out on a nice sunny day and into it, and to a, you know and going out for a picnic. It's one of those kind of like I oh, just. Everything about it just uplifts me. I love it. Absolutely adore it. So if you're into your JRPGs yeah. and you just want something really classic to sink your teeth into, Dragon Quest like eleven is, yeah. is the game. If to you have it. a soft
0: spot for old Dragon yeah. Quest or Breath of Fire or Old School Final Fantasy sort of games where it's just, you know, a good versus evil fantasy story but with like, you know, the classic JRPG twist yeah. then it's absolutely a game for you and there's not like once upon a time this was like this is just like a, every jrpg is like this but nowadays because everyone's trying to trying to find their own unique thing it's kind of it's weirdly refreshing to play something like this that is so traditional yeah
2: yeah yeah I adore it
0: okay uh number two after having spent all of my biggest disappointment section, complaining about <laughs> Destiny Two. My number two is Destiny Two, uh, <laughs> Forsaken. So after, so Desti- Let me let me get into the critical path here first. Destiny One comes out. It's new and it's fresh, and there isn't another shooter that does anything quite like it. But it's massively bereft of end game content, or main game content, and story, and. Bungie haven't quite figured out how to make this Diablo-esque shooter. And it's been rushed uh, a little bit. Yeah. And it's been rushed a little bit, and the story's been changed in pre-development and whatnot. But I loved it anyway, and it was like my social game of choice, and I pumped, according to the my PlayStation Life video, 2,008 hours into that game. Um, <laughs> And then the first expansion comes along and it's it's more Destiny, but it's kind of disappointing. And then the second expansion comes out and it's more Destiny, but it's even more disappointing. It and does nothing for the end game content. The, and then the community was starting to turn against Bungie and then they brought out the Taken King and boom, it's like the game has turned around completely. They fixed pretty much everything that was wrong with Destiny and it went from being on the ropes to being like one of my favorite games to play like oh, it was it it was incredible then fast forward like a year destiny 2 comes out um and it's got a story and a campaign and characterization and then you get to and then you get to the end and it's got like a really good raid but that's it like the end game stuff was kind of yeah, the brick, Breath, the brick was wall no came, really, up, end game came grind. up very quickly. Uh, and then the Curse of Osiris DLC comes out and it's massively disappointing. And there is no end game grind in that. And then uh, the um, Warmind DLC comes out and it's massively disappointing. And there's a little bit more of an endgame grind, but not enough. And the community is at Bungie's throats and they're outside Bungie HQ with pitchforks and torches. And then Forsaken comes out. Are you noticing a pattern yet? Um, <laughs> and it completely turns everything around. And it's fixed pretty much everything that was wrong with Destiny. And gone from a game that was on the ropes to being one of the my favorite games to play. Um, the difference is this time, the uh, not only is Forsaken uh, to Destiny two what the Taken King was to Destiny one, it's fundamentally changed the way that the end game works in every destiny expansion up till this point the end game has been get to the highest power you can to be able to raid you have to raid you have got to be able to get a team of six people together and beat the raid and then you'll get the best gear and that's how you reach the max power and everything uh in forsaken they decided that yeah we're going to put a raid in uh but we're also going to put in you know multiple other routes that you can take to be able to reach the max power level because not everyone can get together a group of six people who can spare three or four hours to smash their head against the raid until they figure out how to beat it and so forsaken has got not only has it got a fantastic campaign but it's got an entire area uh, of the game which is only available in the end game like an entire end game area with secrets and challenges and new events and and strikes and like a dungeon which is basically a three-person raid so you can get a raid experience without having to get a full team of six together and it Brings in this new multiplayer mode where where like everybody and their dog is chasing the battle royale thing. Destiny decided to do a PvEVP mode called Gambit, where two teams of four are competitively like trying to kill as many enemies as possible, collect moats from them and bank them, and then invade each other's realms and take out the other team to slow down their progress so they can't bank the most motes and call in a boss and beat it and and whatnot and like. It, like basically everything about Forsaken is right. Everything. It sounds smart, it, you know. They got it. They got it pitch perfect. And it's like, for the first time in Destiny's history, the end game grind is about. Is not about raiding. Like the raid is there as an option. The end game grind is is like. There's just so many different ways you can do it. There's like, ascendant challenges. There's this uh, thing called the Blind Well where basically it's like a a a rotating horde mode thing with special bosses and like secret challenges and and hidden secrets and uh, it's great it's really really good i like it brought me back from thinking i was done with destiny which i i'd been low with that game before but i'd never reached the point where i thought right i'm done I don't want to play it anymore. I'm just going to uninstall it. I'm done. Like, they've had their chance. Now, they're always one DLC away from <laughs> cocking things up. I was
2: going to say, it is a roller coaster. Yeah. It does go down as well as up.
0: The first week of the Black Armoury expansion to the Forsaken expansion was pretty rough. Uh, they put in a new mode... Um and set the entry requirements to it significantly higher than the max power level anybody could be <laughs> uh, the, up to that point. They raised the power cap as well, but nobody at that point on week one, when the Black Armoury launched, could actually complete the challenge. <laughs> like, um, and so they had to go in and make some adjustments and stuff. And it's like, it's, you know, it, it's sometimes it's a bit of a, there's a few niggles that need ironing out, but they've also gotten really good at fixing that stuff fast like they launched it on a tuesday and it had problems it was fixed by thursday like um whereas before that could take weeks and weeks for them to like pull their thumbs out of their asses and actually do something about it like it's destiny is in a really really good place again and destiny uh, destiny 1 is the game that i've played most on ps4 according to that video destiny 2 was a close second um Like, this franchise is the series that I have put the most time into um, outside of, like, Civilization and Football Manager. Like, it's the game that I play the most. It's my social game of choice. It's, It's the game that I play with my other half. It's the game that I play with lots of my friends. It's the best feeling shooter out there. And because it does so many things right, when it gets things wrong, it makes it even more disappointing. And so I'm just so happy that it is in at least for the moment in this this excellent position. Um, there was there's only the the existence of one other game this year stopped me from putting Forsaken as my number one game of the year. Um, I'm just incredibly happy with it. And that's this week's destiny rant over. <laughs> <laughs> a positive <Nick>. run. <laughs> yeah. Um, next week, I'm sure, like I, something all horrible will happen. You'll be this week losing your the, mind.
2: The and they've changed oh a something.
0: Yeah, just just you wait. They'll, they'll they'll nerf my favorite gun, and I'll hate the game again. I'll be ranting about it on
4: Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Nick, what is your number two game? So, my number two game uh, only came out the other week- month. Uh, it is uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, I suppose you could also have Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, but let's face it, it's not as good. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, again, I've... i told him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean again I talked about it the other week it's it's Pokemon uh, I've loved Pokemon since I was very very young uh, I, obviously there's always the moment where you fall out with Pokemon because you're too old and cool for it and you're playing Call of Duty instead and shooting people in the face but now uh, when you get older you sort of realise that actually cutesy fun Pokemon fighting each other it's, it's great mm-hmm. um, and for them to go back to their roots essentially and create a, a love letter um to the original games and for just to experience them again and for new people to experience it in anticipation for what's co- what's probably to come next year it's it's amazing and i can't recommend it enough if if you've ever played a pokemon game and enjoyed it or if you've got kids and it's it's literally it's the holiday purchase this year i think it's incredible
0: i i w- have it on good authority that i will be unwrapping a copy <laughs> of let's go pikachu on christmas day so uh i will i'm I'm really looking forward to playing well, letter to santa went through did it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I held his wife hostage <laughs> dark um yeah i have I've seen my other half playing the inferior version of that game in um let's play e v and it just looks like the version of like yeah it's the, the version of the classic um Pokemon game that I always wanted because like it, it, you know it's got beautiful colorful reasonably high fidelity graphics
4: yeah they've uh, taken a lot from fixed. sort of the artwork they've gone with for the ds games and kind of blended that with the original anime kind of stuff and they've yeah. just created what you kind of envisaged in your head all along and mm-hmm. it's just there for you to see i've not even put it on the tv yet to be honest it's i've, I've played it all docked uh, sorry handheld um so i might have to shove it on the TV next week and see what it's like on the big screen. But uh, like my other half who isn't really interested in Pokemon at all, even I, I gave her a Joy-Con the other night and she was catching Pokemon and she was really getting into it. So uh, yeah. I think when I convince her to buy a Switch as well, she's uh, going to be getting that as well.
0: <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. It's like, yeah, Pokemon yellow, but with, with all of that bullshit that went <laughs> along with old school Pokemon stripped out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Right, the moment of truth, our number ones. Starting with Adam is another dispatch from space.
1: My game of the year, as I said, when I first started this, I did not expect some games to be on here. And my game of the year is Forza Horizon 4, set in England. So maybe that's a little bit of it, like I feel homesick and want to do things to do with home and just driving through the countryside reminded me of parts of Yorkshire. There's the um, I found that environment more interesting in Australia. The Australia in three, there's like a lot of barren outback areas, which you could argue the forests and the woods are the same in this one. But like the fact that there's a dry wall that you can just knock over and stuff, really cool. I feel like they've ever so subtly... Um, altered the cadence, uh, how you unlock stuff, and it feels like you're getting more stuff. Like every few races, you're getting a spin on the wheel to unlock a new car or new cash. Uh, it's got everything you'd expect. Like you can tune your cars to hell, you can download other people's tune things, you can download other people's skins, you can design things. People get super creative with that. So you've got like Subarus that look like they're the ones with the rallies because people have made all the sponsor stuff. Super cool. Um, all the usual stuff is in there, the different types of races. It's got the different modes, uh, it's got the showcase events where you're racing ridiculous things like a hovercraft and stuff and a train. They're super nicely presented where uh, it has your character stood in like a white background and then whatever you're racing will just appear and kind of face up against it. It's got dancing so if any... uh, Guys out there looking to get in on that Fortnite money and keep suing, Forza's got a few dances in there too that are probably copyrighted, so uh, get in on that, uh, but a brilliant game, played it from start to finish kind of, so beat all the single player stuff, and it also has Forza Thon Live which is a cool bit, every few days will be like an event and it will tell you to drive to X area, and you kind of do like co-op challenges, a bit how Burnout had with the 8 player challenges, so it'll be like collect a certain amount of speed driving through this speed camera trash this village together and do this create do like hot laps and beat a certain time with everybody super fun highly recommended
0: so forza horizon 4 uh
3: uk vision
0: i it's it's on my list it is it's in my top 10 uh it just didn't quite make it into my top 5 it's really really good uh i don't like the forza motorsport series uh they're like the full-blooded version um i it's not a case of like i don't i don't think they're good games it's just that they exist in a world where gran turismo sport also exists and i can only fit one you know really detailed racing sim into my life uh and it's gt sports whereas the um the horizon series is just that right level of arcadiness so i can sit there and play it with a controller uh, and it doesn't feel like i'm missing out um don't feel like i need to plug in the steering wheel to, to get the best out of it and it's just big open world fun like forza horizon 3 was uh, was in australia and it was like a beautiful varied environment and when they first announced forza Horizon 4 i was like oh it's going to be in britain that's a bit boring i <laughs> thought that's I, I wasn't looking forward to it and then you started to see it and then actually played it when it came out on game pass and like no it's it's fantastic like bombing around like countryside that's supposed to look like you know like rural yorkshire uh and some of the northern coasts and then edinburgh and some of the scottish mountains all condensed into one map um it's the racing feels really good there's a massive selection of cars Uh, they changed up the whole forces on thing so instead of that being like here's a bunch of challenges for you to do on a friday it's like here's a bunch of challenges for everybody who is in this server to do at the top of every hour so every hour everyone who's in that server like bombs together to one area on the map and then uh, like joins together to compete like a drifting challenge or speed traps or jumps or whatever it might be and it's just like the communal feeling of that game is great and then you combine that with the fact they put in the season so like every thursday you log in and it'll it'll be like spring or summer or autumn or winter and depending on what season it is the way the cars handle is completely different the way the game looks is completely different and Areas that were previously inaccessible um become accessible depending on the, the the season you're in it's just a really 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 solid racer um but it's like it's not all the way arcade it's like in that sweet spot between between like need for speed and project cars <laughs> like <laughs> it's in it's in the middle somewhere and it's just yeah it's just really good
3: Andy okay. Where would my list be without a Warhammer game? And it slams oh, into <laughs> we, number one. Warhammer Vermintide. <laughs> it's the first one. It was, um, so I've played this a couple of times on, on two different consoles this year. Uh, with Mark and Adam on the Xbox One. And with my brother on the PS4. And I absolutely love this game. As been mentioned, this is essentially Left for Dead with giant rats, and then the Warhammer world becomes Skaven. Um, and this is set in Warhammer the Old World, the fantasy version, um, a bit like Lord of the Rings, but the Warhammer version. And it's set, up but right right at the right end, at the the end right at the end of the Old World, where basically chaos and all the evil monsters of the Warhammer world are winning and about to destroy the Warhammer world and destroy the Empire, the Human Empire and the Dwarves, and etc, etc. There's a number of characters. You can be a witch hunter, you could be an Empire Swordsman, you could be an elf, um, you could be a dwarf. um, And essentially you just play through together, up to four players, um, through the levels, um, completing the missions, um, fighting different sorts of enemies. So there's scathing with like uh, hooks that um, will drag you off and, start, and strangle you, or basically put you up on a um, big pike and start strangling you. There's ones that fire bullets. That happened bullets. to me a few times. It did. You had to be, you had to be rescued a number of times. Um, yep. There's ones where there's an assassin that jumps about and they're really difficult to hit. Um, Then there's a giant rat ogres, which are like, the tank version of a Skaven. Um, If you're familiar with Left 4 Dead, it's essentially that. Um, The weapons feel really solid. There's a progression system throughout. There's a bit of grinding. We've reached a level with my brother where he's getting a bit frustrated because we're not completing these various missions because we're a bit weak. and We just cock up and there's tactics, you, you really do have to think about your tactics and what you're going to go after in these objectives and how you're going to go after and stick together. You go off by yourself you break off from your party you're going to die. Quite simply. Um, isn't just a fun... As I found out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you play with the right people and you have a lot of fun with it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm still playing it. I will get to the second one as well. I'm just playing through the DLC on the first one. I still completed the main camp. I've completed the main camp. There was one mission I completed at the end. Um I in between the missions, you go back to your pub, you can forge new weapons, improve your your character, and you gain XP throughout. It's just it's just a brilliant game. I've really enjoyed it this year. One thing I will say, I wish I'd put checkpoints in it because it's a fucking pain in the ass. When you get close to VAD, you get killed, and you fail, you've kicked up. Yeah.
0: yeah, I really enjoyed what we played of it. Um, I hadn't, I mean, there's, there's been games that have kind of aped the whole Left for Dead thing. Uh, none of them have really grabbed me, but I really enjoyed Vermitide. What I played a Vermintide, despite the fact of me having no affection or any real interests in the Warhammer world, it's just a good, yeah. solid one of those sort of games. Yeah. So yeah, I want to play some more of it? It's good. We'll do.
2: Chazzy, right? My number one, and um, and if you know me, there can only be one number one, and that is Dead Cells.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> a game that has absolutely consumed every part of me i I, i've double dipped on it i bought it on a switch i bought it on the pc um i adore this game i I want this game with me wherever i go at all times (laughs) Um, it's just i've never played a game that controls so perfectly that knows exactly what it is exactly what it needs to do um in its genre and executes on it with unerring perfection it's just brilliant um, side scrolling metroidvania type game that's a roguelike so you're battling your way through various locales um and every time you go through it is a different challenge you're given different weapons that pickups and uh different pickups for health and um your utilities and that, and, and then that, and that kind of thing and grenades and that kind of stuff and um yeah it's just every single run is different every single run is teaching you something about the weapons about what you should do strategically to get through to the exits of which there are two so there are different varying degrees of difficulty which rather than being managed by uh, a slider or a menu of I want this hard or I want this difficult you're actually selecting it on the fly by whichever exit you go through uh, and that that makes it hard more harder and difficult and obviously if you go through the more harder routes you get rewarded with um, better weapons and better items and better uh, bits of equipment and skills and, and that kind of thing. And I just think there's, everything about this game is teaching you something and it is showing you a different way to play or a way that you've ne- not necessarily decided on before. You know, I've I've had where I've got to a boss and I've got one completely different loadout and I've had to fight it one way and adjust my tactics and then got to the, exactly the same boss in another run with a completely different set of stuff. And it's all been over in an instant because I've been able to utilise my utilities and my turrets and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I just cannot say anything bad about this game. There is nothing about it that is that is slow, that hampers you, you that is lacking in any way. It just... It I just love it. I absolutely love it. And and I I I don't wanna make the souls comparison, but there's there's bits of dark souls in there, there's bits like I say, bits of Metrovania in there. Um and it you can pick it up, play it for twenty minutes, put it down or you can pick it up and play it for five hours straight and you'll have just as much fun. And uh yeah. The it is I mean, it won, uh, it won the best indie game at the Game Awards and I'm hoping it'll get the recognition it deserves in a few more Game of the Year uh, as it goes through because the, the guys at Motion 20 who put this game together just have fallen on something absolutely wonderful in this game. Absolutely wonderful. And um, like I, I was part of the early access, so I saw how it was iterated as well. So knowing what it was like before... And knowing how it finally released, to see all those um, like changes in systems and things that are way overpowered and well underpowered and how they got tweaked and nerfed and just to dial in that level of just, just everything is just so, just so perfect and just so precise and engineered. Uh, yeah, just a, a phenomenal phenomenal game that a lot of people have overlooked just because it's a 2D platformer and a roguelike I think
0: it's fiendishly difficult but it's one of those games though where if you die it's not because the game has cheated you or anything like that it's absolutely your fault yeah and but there are ways around messing up it's just a case of learning uh the the combat and the movement and the dodge rolling and everything is just so tight it like the the game feel, yeah. um, if you want to use that phrase. It's up there it, with like just Mario
2: cool. and Meat Boy and, you know, Destiny for having, you know, perfecting gun shooting. It's yeah. up there with, oh, this is just how it should be.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, every other game, uh, every whatever the one of these sort of like run based roguelite side scrolling hack and slash games is now going to have to look, at, look to this as being sort of like. The benchmark, yeah. the standard,
2: beautiful art uh, which, style as well. as well. I forgot to even put that in. Yes. The music's wonderful. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I love uh, just the, the simple things like the the animations of the of the main character, the dumb little thumbs up he gives when yeah, <laughs> interacting with everyone because he can't talk uh, and whatnot. Yeah, incredible little game. My number one is Monster Hunter World. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is not only the game that I have played the most this year. It's the game that I've had the most fun with this year. Uh, it's the game that I am still playing. I was playing it this morning. Uh, I will probably <laughs> play it again tomorrow. <laughs> I have played it on a regular basis. every. Uh, I mean, there's been times that I've taken breaks, but I've played it regularly since it came out in January of this year. Um, if you don't know what Monster Hunter is, it's a third-person uh hacky slashy combat sort of game but with incredibly tight animation based combat uh and the whole thing is you go out and you kill the monsters so that you can harvest their parts to make better equipment so that you can go out and hunt the bigger monsters so that you can harvest their parts and make more equipment and then go out and hunt the bigger monsters. And that's it. That is the central loop of Monster Hunter. That is all you do. You go out, you kill things, you carve them up, you bring them back, you make equipment, you go out and you hunt something else. And you work your way up through the tiers, fighting harder and harder monsters, getting better and better loot. Uh, But it's the way it does things. Um, like, Like we said in the last episode, I think that... Dark Souls and Bloodborne and games like that probably owe quite a lot to Monster Hunter in terms of the the, the deliberateness of, if that's a word, um, of the way that uh, combat is carried out, like it's a case of... um, learning the monster's moves working out when it's going to attack what sort of attack it's going to do because the, the, the creatures always telegraph their attacks very clearly so you know when to dodge when you can get an attack in learning how to use your weapon uh, learning the intricacies of it making sure that you've got the right equipment uh, the right armor to counter that enemy, and the right weapon to take advantage of their weakness. Making sure that you've taken, you've gathered, and crafted, and taken with you enough provisions to keep you alive. Making sure that you've eaten uh, the best, a meal with the best stat boosts for this particular hunt that you're going on making sure that you and the other hunters that you're going out with because this more than any other monster hunter game is an incredibly social game like you are encouraged to hunt with other players more than you have in any other monster hunter game before Uh, making sure that you've got equipment that complements each other that you're carrying the right number of traps and the right type of traps to give you the best advantage to take down the monster and then you kill it and you carve it and then you take its bits home and then you make new stuff and it's great (laughs) like whereas games like um destiny or even diablo and games like that it's a case of you just kill everything and hope that what you want drops randomly you just hope that rng RNG RNGesus, is good to you and that he gives you the weapon or the piece of armor that you want uh, and you just hope that it drops In Monster Hunter, if you want a particular weapon or you want a particular piece of armor, you look at the parts that you need for it and you go out and you get those parts and you craft it. That's it. You don't have to rely on RNG. The only randomness about it is if you need a particularly rare part, there is a percentage-based chance on whether it will drop from the monster, but there's always ways of increasing that chance by like chopping its tail off or breaking one of its horns or whatever so you'll specifically
2: um, target the tail and yeah and keep targeting the tail until you get that piece drop for you
0: exactly yeah. yeah like it does it does loot in a way that other games don't like it doesn't just dole it out to you randomly when uh, the random number generator decides that you deserve to have it it makes you go out and it makes you earn it like um and yeah it's just so
2: good So, like i was saying like, about um about the tracking and like you were saying there uh, yes there about the prep as well like you say about earning it you 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 if you put the effort in to do that prep you'll earn the you know the right to take that monster down a bit quicker you'll earn the right, right. you know to if to get the better piece of armor the better bit of kit out of it and yeah it there, there's Effort in this game the effort you put in is massively rewarded on the back end
0: and like, they've stripped out it's still a it's still a difficult game to get into it uh, it it explains things better than a, ever mo- a monster hunter ever has before and it's taken out a lot of the nonsense that has been in monster hunter games to a certain degree like uh your weapons um, every weapon that isn't like the bow or you know a projectile-based weapon has sharpness, and that your weapon loses sharpness as you use it, and then you need to sharpen it. In old Monster Hunter games, you would have a finite number of whetstones, and then you'd have to gather more of them. You'd have a finite number of like nets to catch bugs or fishing rods and stuff like that, and they just make that like a single-use item. Now it's just like you have a whetstone, you'll always have a usable. whetstone. Yeah, and stuff like that. They got rid of a lot of stuff like that. And like you said, not sectioning off the the areas with loading screens in between. It's like one cohesive map, um, each of these zones. Um, And they're still segmented and numbered, but there is no transition when you're moving between them. It's just one open area. Um, Adding in the scout flies so that it's easy to be able to track the monster rather than just trying to guess where it'll be, um, like you used to in the old ones. Uh, but it still doesn't explain itself particularly well. It does. It's got tutorials for the weapons, but only teaches you the basic moves. And so, like the all the intricacies, the best that you can get out of the weapons, you have to work out for yourself by watching YouTube videos or or whatever. Like it's a game that relies incredibly on its community, uh, people who are experienced in Monster Hunter and people who play a lot of it to explain to other people how to how to get how to play it, how to get the best out of it um and because that's one of the things i love the most about it is it is such a communal game like i've played a lot of games with people from all over the world like this more than anything else apart from cod um people always seem to be wearing headsets. Uh, but instead of like calling uh, you know calling your sexuality into question or making disparaging comments about your mum, uh, they actually openly talk about different aspects of the game. Uh and so like you jump into a server with a few people and they're in a hunt and then you jump in the hunt with them and everyone's like chatting and saying what they're gonna do next and like helping each other out and saying, like, how do I get this weapon? Well, you need to do this, this, and this. And it's like, I've never seen a community that's that friendly uh in a in a in a video game. It's it's kind of amazing. Um the only barrier but but uh with that is that because it's so massive in Japan and I'm playing on PS4. Uh, You'll quite often go into a server if you're on the wrong time of day and everybody in there is Japanese, so you can't (laughs) understand a word they're saying anyway. Um, But yeah, uh, Monster Hunter World is the game that made me appreciate Monster Hunter because I tried so many times to get into it and I bounced off various different titles. And having now played this game for 500 hours... um, I've gone back and started playing some of the older Monster Hunters and finally got it. Uh, And I understand why it's such a cult phenomenon and why people who play Monster Hunter play it for thousands of hours because as repetitive as it may sound, just going out, killing a monster, gathering its bits, going home, uh, rinse and repeat, it's just so much fun and so satisfying. And it does... It, it 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 does everything that other games have tried to copy from it better than they ever ever have and probably ever will. Hmm. Um, it's it yeah it's 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 a masterpiece. It's made Monster Hunter popular in the West, uh, and I didn't think that would ever happen. No, exactly. Uh, and and also one final thing. This is a and this can't be overlooked. This is a game by Capcom. All right, the same company that is now selling uh, XP boosts for real money in the upcoming Devil May Cry 5. The company that has put adverts in Street Fighter Five, The company that nickels and dimes as much as they can get away with. And Monster Hunter World has had a solid year uh, with more upcoming of free content. Tie-ins with uh, Devil May Cry, Mega Man... Um, Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn Final Fantasy XIV there's an upcoming um, event with new missions and stuff with, to, to tie in with The Witcher 3 and all of this has been free they've just kept on doling out more and more content for free um, and I think that's to be commended oh, very uh, awesome. uh, and for that and many other reasons it's my game of the year Nice,
4: nice. Nick, bring us home so, uh, as Chazzy mentioned, I think this was his number three. three. Um, it's my number one. It's a Spider-Man PS4 or Marvel Spider-Man, depending on whoever you ask. <laughs> Look, I'll cut to the chase on this. I am a massive Spider-Man fan. Uh, I have been since... Uh, I can't remember when I wasn't a Spider-Man fan. Uh, And so obviously I've been waiting for another good Spider-Man game uh, and good Spider-Man movie for that uh, on on the same note as that. Uh, And it looks like this year, my favorite game of the year and my favorite movie of the year are both going to be Spider-Man games and movies, which is uh, something that I didn't think was ever going to happen again. Um, Because I, I just, I can't really explain even why it's such a good game it's just it makes you feel so it gives you such so much joy just to traverse the world and the movement and how freely you can just zip around it puts it really does do an incredible job of making you feel like Mm -hmm. spider-man in a way that even if you go back and play spider-man 2 which is obviously everyone says is the best Spider-Man game, but I think that this has surpassed it and then some now. Uh, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, there there are some parts of the game that are quite video gamey. You know, you've got your fetch missions and go and find 50 backpacks and stuff. But even then, the little trinkets you get for finding, finding each backpack and you can see how they connect to the story and there's a funny one-liner to each of them. It, and how that ties into sort of homecoming and into the spider verse as well it's just they've put a lot of thought and love into this and they've they've really taken what they had in sunset overdrive because of course it's insomniac who developed it mm-hmm. in great traversal mechanics and they've put it into an ip where it just fits and everything just slotted into place perfectly
2: yeah i would love the um like um not to be too much of a spoiler but there's a um an entire storyline that I've just played through um, that basically riffs on Twitch and YouTube influencers. Mm-hmm. And um, it generally had me laughing out loud <laughs> yeah. uh, all the way through the mission. And the, the ways that it was playing with that those ideas, but also in a s- superhero slash supervillain context, yeah, it was, it was just wonderful, and I just thought that was a really clever piece of writing and a really like fun piece of writing at the same time.
4: Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man is always about fun. It's always been fun where Batman's been sort of grumpy and depressed. <sighs> Spider-Man is always up, u- upbeat and, you know, yeah. uh, it, they, they've just nailed like Mark said, they've nailed both the character of Peter Parker and of Spider-Man. He's got all the funny one-liners that Spider-Man delivers and the combat just feels right. It's like you were saying about Dead Cells, when the combat is so tight. I think the same for Spider-Man. It's it's a
2: variation on the Batman combat. It is. But it's lighter. um, It's more fluid. Yeah, because Spider-Man is a quicker... More um, athletic, sort of lithe character. Yeah, they've they've changed the combat to sort of reflect that. Exactly. And yeah, and it, really it's very hard to
4: get a combat style where that's in that kind of style where you really feel like you're in control. You, it, it's such a simple combat uh, control system as well. But yeah. I'd say ninety-five to one hundred percent of the time. The buttons I were pressing and what I was seeing on screen was exactly what I wanted Spider Man to do. Yeah, and Whereas, that's
2: only augmented by like the skills that you buy throughout the game as well. That just becomes more and more. You have more and more ways to disarm and disable and
4: exactly attack. yeah, and that really comes into effect with like the challenges and co- these combat challenges and stealth challenges and yeah. all sorts of things. And it just like it just all ties in and it's all brilliant and. But he I've, never
2: feels out of place or um, forced or just plonked in. No. Everything seems to mesh with everything else, which is quite unusual for a uh, an open world game as well.
4: Yeah, it, you can really tell the developers really love the IP and they've really taken a lot of care, attention, and they've really enjoyed working on the game. You can really tell that in the result. Uh, and I think, obviously, it was the game awards the other week and spider-man didn't win a single uh a single award which i think is one of the biggest crimes in games since well to be fair last year horizon zero dawn didn't win any either so yeah uh, there's always seems to be one game that gets snubbed uh and it's a shame it was spider-man this year uh but I, i also appreciate it's been a brilliant year for games to be honest there's been so many good games come out um it's been a hard year
0: yeah, but Spider Man deserved to get something. Yeah,
4: like, even if it was one of the small like animation or some <laughs> some throwaway.
0: Yeah, yeah, even like yeah, like um, the it's very hard uh, for uh, I, I I think it's very rare for for game developers outside of like a select few outside of like Quantic Dream and Naughty Dog and companies like that to to nail facial mm. animations. Mm. Um, and it's not something that insomniac have ever really done with that sort of level of fidelity in any of the games before i mean they've always been rather cartoony if it's like ratchet and clank or or um sunset like overdrive but like uh just the, the the level of detail in the facial animations of the characters and the cutscenes in this in this game yeah like, like the, when i first I saw convey... sort of mj
2: and the the way that they've like even the kind of pores on the skin and everything, you just mm-hmm. think, "Wow, this is."
0: And being able to like non-verbally convey emotions, yeah. mm. which is quite difficult to 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 do um, in a you know a, unless you've got that level of fidelity. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of a marvel. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I honestly didn't mean that. <laughs> uh,
2: but where like re- uh, sort of Red Dead Redemption is a, is a is a brilliant. Technical masterpiece. This is a completely different, but similar technical ma- masterpiece.
0: At the same well, time. I think the main difference is, is this is actually fun. Yes.
4: Yeah. They've 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 really concentrated on getting the game mechanics down to be fun, mm-hmm. and where you can just go in and have a great time for an hour, two hours, however long it is, and you're just going to have a blast because it's so fun to move around. Um, it's it. You could literally just. Like I mean, like you were saying earlier, Chazzy, it's just you go as high as you can and then fall. And then at the last minute, you just propel, shoot a web out. And the feeling you get from that is just it's second to none in any game I've played this year. The only only other game that's come close was uh, God of War's axe where you throw it and then you've got another button to pull it back. It's just those mechanics are so fun.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Everything's um, put in that game to just make you feel amazing and, and like a superhero you know yeah and and that's how it should be you yeah. know for a for a superhero game and and you know right, you may not you could be the most technically gifted person with a you know with a controller you cannot be the most gifted person with a controller but you still feel immense
4: exactly you know? yeah it's and, it's just
0: and, and that's the genius of that game it is yeah well, that's it. There you have it. That's our, our games of the year. Well, again, the best games that we've played this year. We've got to come up with a better title for it. We can't call it game of the year. <laughs> best games that we've whatever. played
2: of the year, but just to us, not what to was anyone was else, was but only not ne- necessarily aligned not to this year. Not necessarily released this
4: year. Yeah, yeah. Just what, what we've made. They go up
2: as well yeah. as down.
0: <laughs> games of the year, but also sometimes last year, possibly the year before that, <laughs> maybe even the year before that as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh what do you think of our lists? Let us know. Drop us a, a message on Twitter at LapsGamer. You of course you can drop us a, a lengthy email critiquing all of our viewpoints and telling Nick why he's wrong about the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> um to gamer radio at gmail.com. Uh we will have the full, complete lists of our top tens available um sporadically over the next few weeks uh hopefully over at lapsgamer.com and maybe have some video stuff up on uh, our youtube channel at some point in the not too distant future as well so keep your eyes peeled for that um i guess that'll do us for 2018 thank you for joining us it's been it's been a really good year for video games let's let's see what uh well so, let's see what happens next year but every game ever is coming out on February 21st <laughs> so um, yeah, gonna. we're in for a bit of a treat in the first couple of months of uh,
3: 2019 yeah, save your money Just go spending it on Valentine's I yeah see. exactly and the Overwatch
0: yeah. League starts as well oh mate oh <laughs> right. yeah, we'll need to talk about that another time yeah. I could go on at length about how much I love Overwatch League <laughs> um, yeah this is so uh yeah i hope everyone out there is having or has had a lovely christmas or, or hanukkah or whatever it is you celebrate this uh, this time of year and merry holidays uh, to you all merry holidays merry festive periods have a lovely new year and we will see you in 2019 <laughs>